a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Castle Capacito, the show we talk all things culture. I am Joel Cardenas. And I'm Yvette Cruz. And today we're talking about a couple of topics here. We're going to talk about celebs and athletes becoming social activists. We're also going to be talking about nuestras palabras and the different meanings according to their country, things like that. Before I get started, let's hit you up with some of the social media accounts. I and Twitter, I'm at Joel Cardenas. And I'm at Evie Cruz. And Evie, where can you, they find us on Twitter? Just the show's at, account. at KSL Cafecito. That's right. You can find us there. Obviously, if you're listening to us, you're listening to on iTunes. But soon we'll be coming to the Google Play Music app as well. So for those who have Android or those friends who want to listen to the show and don't have an iPhone, we'll be soon on an Android apps. But for now, just listen on our desktop. It's fine. Hmm. Over the past two weeks, we have seen NFL players come out and protest after President Donald Trump, uh, in a rally in Huntsville, Alabama, uh, two weeks ago, he urged team owners to cut any NFL player who protests racial injustice by kneeing during the national anthem. He said to get the blank, blank, blank off the field. And we had several athletes respond back. We've had people like Steph Curry of the NBA say that he would not visit the White House. Uh, in response, President Trump said that his invitation was uninvited. That Sunday, we had many athletes, many olders as well in the NFL, take a knee, some locked arms, some decided not to go into the field before while the National Anthem was played. They stayed in the locker room. And Roger, Roger Goodell, the NFL commissioner, came out and said basically that Donald Trump was wrong for what he said that now. That is the opinion of Roger Goodell himself, not necessarily of the NFL and all of the NFL and not all of the owners as well. In the past few days as well, we've had we've seen more protests as well. We've seen more athletes even this past weekend. Some have still taken a knee, some have locked arms as well, and some continued to stay in the locker room as well. President Trump said that if NFL fans refuse to go to games until players stop disrespecting the flag and country, that you will see the change taking place fast, fire or suspended. So, Yvette, we've seen over these past two weeks how I think the message, it feels like it's getting mixed up because mm -hmm. originally the protests were about the racial injustice, Black Lives Matter. We could say one of the first people that started this was Colin Kaepernick, former yeah. San Francisco 49ers quarterback. Mm -hmm. And while this is a big subject, obviously we could go a lot of directions this. What I kind of want to hone in a little bit is this idea of not just athletes, but also celebrities, artists, and their 
responsibility, as some might say, to be social activists. Now, some will say that it's not their responsibility. This is a big subject, but we're going to just start off with the question of, first of all, what is your overall reaction when it comes to seeing what has happened, not just in the NFL, uh, but this in general of a mixed message, it almost feels like, because we're losing the fact of what was we're actually protesting. The thing is, I think these people, anybody, um, whether they be athletes or celebrities, artists, whatever you want to call them, they have every right to to um, express their feelings towards something or against something. They have every right to do that, just like every other American in this country. They've got their First Amendment rights. They've got the right to the freedom of speech, and they've got the right to peaceably assemble. If they want to protest something, they have every right to. And I think that that's the only way to actually influence social change. These people have a lot of power to influence all their followers. And and I think it's honestly, I think it's admirable to see them all um, or at least see the ones that have stepped up and and uh, spoken out against something, whether it be taking a knee during the national anthem or whether it be using their social media accounts. I think that that's something really good to see. I feel like it's good that they're not quiet. Um, how do you feel about this? I know that you're a big NFL fan. Um, so. I am. You know, it's it's a double-edged sword because, first off, this now this is my opinion. I'm just going to say the views expressed is just by me, by me. This is just my opinion. They're not necessarily of those of KSL. I'm not saying that because they told me to say it. I'm saying that just because this is just me, and this is going to be a theme for my whole point. This is all about your personal choice. Right. So my personal opinion, for me, they have every right to, if they want to protest, they have every right to do that. My question is, what are you protesting? Are you protesting what the president said or are you protesting what is actually the whole point of taking a knee yeah, during the national question. anthem? Like jumping on the bandwagon of yeah. taking a knee? Yeah, and, and I understand there's mixed feelings when it comes to the president, but at the same time, you're missing the point. I think some of these athletes are missing the points. It's more of a message of sending the message to the president, not so much of, and maybe they do care, maybe I'm wrong, maybe they yeah. do care about the Black Lives Matter movement, but... Last week, what we saw with all the protests and with all the taking of knees, I worry about that the message is not being – that we're, we're mixing up messages here. Yeah. So for me, that's the only one thing. But other than that, hey, they have the right to do that. They have yeah. every right to do that. And we get a lot of people that say, well, we shouldn't mix sports and politics or we shouldn't mix even music and politics, et cetera, things like that. It's unavoidable and kind of like what you were hinting at, Eva. It's these are human beings. They, they mm-hmm. have every right to do that. They're Americans. They can they have every right to express themselves mm-hmm. as long as it's not. There's, in my opinion, there's no vulgarity where there's no violence. Yeah, no violence, mm-hmm. nothing like that. They have every right to a peaceful protest. Yeah. I think that's everybody's right. Going back to this idea of well, sports and politics, sports and politics has always been intertwined. For some of us who maybe like it or not, it just really is. And what the greatest example might be. Muhammad Ali. So he was out of boxing. For those that might not remember Muhammad Ali, I obviously was not around Muhammad Ali, but I've researched a lot about mm-hmm. Muhammad Ali. He's one of the greatest athletes of all time, but also one of the biggest social activists in recent and over the past hundred years, mm-hmm. uh, despite him just being, quote unquote, just a boxer. But he was out of boxing for three years due to his protests in the Vietnam War because he refused to serve in the military due to his religious beliefs. He converted to uh, to Islam. So there was a 2016 article in The Atlantic that really detailed how disliked or arguably even hated, according to this uh, article, Ali was at that time by many Americans for standing up what he believed in. Mm -hmm. So this quote says, the Vietnam War was popular at the time in the U.S. This was the mid-60s. And the sight of a man, especially uh, a man uh, who, a black man, 
who not only refused to serve, but did so eloquently, uh, incensed the sports media and political establishments. Ali instantly became a national pariah, perhaps the most hated man in the country. We've seen other athletes do this. We've seen whether it's Jesse Owens, whether it's there are a lot of list of people that have been athletes that have have started at least a conversation of social change, of social activism. Now we compare that to some other athletes, and it's kind of a going back and forth because we get those people that say stay out of sports, but then or stay out of politics, excuse me, in sports. But why? But it, it doesn't make any sense. And then when somebody does stay out of politics, that's seen as bad. The yeah. example that I'll give you is Michael Jordan, mm-hmm. and arguably the greatest basketball player of all time. So for many, Jordan is seen as not being active enough on speaking on social issues, despite his greatness on, on the basketball court, you know? So perhaps Jordan decided that his brand was more important than being an activist. And even to this day, now that Jordan is the owner of the Charlotte Hornets, he still gets criticized because he's not active enough on social issues, whereas somebody like, let's say, for example, LeBron James mm-hmm. is. And we've seen what LeBron James has tweeted at the president yeah. uh, as well. So for me, but like, was Jordan right or wrong? I don't think that there's really an answer because social yeah. activism is a personal decision. Yeah. And it would be wrong to criticize any man or woman on a personal decision. Am I wrong here? No, How do you feel I, I about mean, this? I, I, whether you're wrong, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But I can say I agree. I agree with what you're saying. I think that every person has the choice to get involved or not. And I think that now with social media, a lot of these people, I'm going to call them influencers. So artists, athletes, anyone who has the power to influence. And this is a lot of people. Um, I think for them, it's it's almost like they they should recognize that they have that power and even that responsibility that that they're they're holding and they don't have to use it. Um, But if we want social change, if they want social change, I think it'd be smart to I think it'd be it it would mean something. I mean, for me, when I see uh, someone that I follow, a celebrity, uh, an actor, um, an athlete, whatever, someone I follow, like, for example, accept a Grammy or an Oscar, an ESPY, whatever that may be. And they use that speech to, yeah, maybe thank the people who got them there, but also think that, like, use that speech as a platform, like, however long they get, a minute, I don't know, um, to announce, or I don't know, to express their views about something or to ask for social change. When they use that, that that, that speech is being nationally televised. And when they use that speech, I think that's so powerful. Um, We've seen some examples of that. And I don't know. I feel like, you know, and also you don't have to use that speech. You don't have to do that. But but with social media nowadays, these influencers, they have the power to do this. And I think I, I, I really think it's a responsibility. I'm not going to hold you accountable for not doing it, you know, because I understand that maybe, you know, yeah, your brand is important or, you know, like, for example, with us, we're journalists. We can't exactly um, we have to be careful about what we say because we do have to be objective. We do. We do. Obviously, we have opinions about certain things, but we have to be very cautious about how we express those things. You know, we can't just go off on a certain issue um, on social media or you know what we can but we we understand that there are repercussions for that Absolutely. so so there's one thing but some of these other people I, I mean I'm not going to blame you if you're not going to speak out on this issue or you know but but you know I am going to praise you if you do mm-hmm. I think that that's big I, and, and, and not just with well yeah with social change but I'm thinking of another example. Um, celebrities who that I've seen lately take to their Instagram accounts to record videos and ask for help and, and ask for relief in, in after the earthquake in Mexico and after Hurricane Irma and after Hurricane Maria and how they are asking for change and they're asking for people to donate. And you know what? They're seeing a response. And I think that that's great. I think that that's huge. Um, but I know, like you mentioned, there's people who think that athletes and artists, whatever, they should stay in their lane. They right. should stick to what they know. They shouldn't get involved in politics. And 
I don't, I feel like it's not fair to put people in a box like that and say, like, you don't know anything about this. What if they want to learn? What if they don't know, but they want to learn and they understand their influence and they want people to vote, for example, or they want people to come out to this protest and just peacefully protest against the killing of an unarmed uh, person of color? You know, what's wrong with that? How do you feel about that? For me, you know, it goes back to this idea of, and you could correct me if I'm wrong, you could disagree, but it feels like sometimes people have a tough time separating between the artist or influencer, whatever mm-hmm. he or she does. What they're famous for. Right. And their stance. Yeah. And it feels like, okay, if so-and-so, you know, if Bruno Mars is, you know, supporting, I don't know, Bernie Sanders or whatnot, mm-hmm. then... I can't stop. If, if I'm not a Bernie fan, does that mean I shouldn't like Bruno Mars because he likes Bernie or he's supporting Bernie or just that's just a small example like that. It feels like we're having a real disconnect of separating the influencer for what he or she does. And to me, I feel like like so yeah, celebrities are influencers for as much as me. We may or may not like it. Now, can they be conversation starters on social issues? Of course. Absolutely. Yeah, because of their aforementioned influence. But remember that that uh, that influence, his or her influence is based on his or her personal decision. Mm-hmm. And you have every right to disagree with that influence decision. Right. But it feels like sometimes people don't no. don't don't see that. Yeah. I, I, yeah. They have a problem with separating the, the person and what they're famous for. You know, OK, the thing is, for example, if I like an artist, like let's say I like a rapper, I like a rapper because I like his songs and I like the beats that, he, you know. I like all that. But then that rapper comes out and says that he, um, man, I can't think of a good example that I want to share. Um, that rapper comes out and says something that I don't agree with. Okay, well, it, de- it depends on what that is because if it's a um, thing of character, you know, of morality, then yeah, may depending on what that is, that's, that's you know, there's several different situations out there. But if I still like that music, yeah, maybe I'll still listen to that music. I'm not going to, I'm not going to this artist for my political views. No, like that's, that's something that's coming from me. And it's, yeah, it's good to know where people stand on certain issues, but that's not going to change why I am a fan. Right. And I mean, unless it's something horrible and, and I'm not saying that if someone did something horrible, then I wouldn't, I would still be a fan. No, I think, I think certain things change the way you think about things, but I'm, that doesn't mean I'm going to these people first for, you know, for me to learn something. No, I'm going to them for a certain reason. I like how they act. So I'm going to watch their movies or I like how they sing. So I'm going to, you know, go to their shows maybe, but those people have every right to have their own opinion, just like I have every right to have my own, my own opinion. And, and I can actually think of a couple, um, a couple actors who now they, they're, they're, um, they're, they're, they call themselves activists. So they say, yeah, maybe they're an actor, but they're also an activist. They are straight up about it. And they are activists. People like Jesse Williams or Sophia Bush, these people come out um, every time something big happens. I see a lot of of them speaking out via social media. And I think now I, I, I think of them. I think of them as actors and activists. So I'm not telling them I'm not thinking that they should stick to what they know. I think of because that's what they know. Now they've they've taken on that challenge and they've taken on that with that weight. I'm sorry. Um, and they 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 are they're owning it. And I think that. It is a tough time nowadays, where, especially with something like social media where you – you, I mean, it's tough, but it's easy because now these, these influencers, they don't have to call a press conference anymore to talk about how they feel about something or to speak out about something. Yeah, sometimes they still do because it's, it's bigger that way. But all you have to do is tweet something out and there, boom, like if that's your official verified account, now everybody knows where you stand. 
And I think that's huge. I think that we've gotten to a point where these people and even us, we have to understand the power of that. And sometimes that little, sometimes one tweet speaks a thousand words, Yes. even though there's only 140 characters. (laughs) Um, Sometimes uh, I know J. Cole recently came out and started speaking about after the uh, NFL, after uh, the past Sunday, the the a couple Sundays yeah. ago, um, he came out and started saying, you know, he said a lot of things and, you know, he was making a lot of sense. And he was saying it's not just about it's not just about taking a knee now. Sometimes it, at some point it's about boycotting the NFL after what they did to Colin Kaepernick. That's true. In fact, actually, this past weekend on Saturday Night Live, Jay-Z performed with uh, Damian Marley and he was wearing That's a right. he was the, wearing a Colin the, Kaepernick mm-hmm. uh, customized yeah. jersey. So like there, so yeah, Jay Jay's got a huge influence, and so the fact that he wore that jersey that says a lot. That says maybe he's not all you know as active on Twitter or saying all this stuff or calling you know he's not being scandalous. Not that other people are being scandalous, but he's not. He he's doing it very subtly, and I think he knows he knows that all these people are watching his performance on Saturday Night Live, and all, this this performance is going to be put up on YouTube, and it's going to be tweeted out. And the fact that he wore that jersey that says where he stands, or the the shirt that he was wearing that says where he stands, yeah. and I think that so he knows he knows that he has that power to influence, and he has every right to, and he has every right just like. You have the right to disagree with his stance right. and still appreciate him as an artist. Yeah. You may not agree with what he's saying, but you still have every right to listen to his music. I just feel like, especially the younger people, it feels like there's a little bit of a confusion sometimes where, oh, if this person supports this, then I have to go all in as well with this person. Like, yeah, like if you're not really you're not really a fan if you don't. Yeah, it's no. it's like like no, you have to learn how to separate the two. Personally, I I do believe it is possible to separate. Uh, an influencer's personal social stance and that influencer's work talent as an artist, athlete, whatever you want to say. I understand that some people cannot do that. And I believe that uh, an influencer's personal beliefs, are it tied to his or her art? It might be. Sometimes it just might not be. Sometimes that's just how they feel. But you know what? They still make great music mm-hmm. or they still make great movies, things like that. If you don't agree with that, if you believe that you cannot separate an artist with what their personal social activist stance is, that's okay. I'm not going to disagree with you. Because yeah. why? Because that is your personal decision. Just like that's their personal decision to think whatever they want to think. And, mm-hmm. and you know, I think sometimes maybe it's easier. I, I can't think of too many examples where someone that I follow has said something that I completely disagree with. I mean, I'm sure that it's happened, but I can't think of any right now. So I'm sorry. But sometimes it's easier when the person that you admire, like the person that you're a fan of, that they agree with you, what you think. Right. And so you're like, yeah, like all the power to them and you become an even bigger fan. It's probably more difficult when that person comes out and says something that you completely disagree with and then you question it. You question whether or not you're still a fan and you, whether or not you should still be a fan. I don't know. I think I think the point is that the only way to get social change is to speak out about certain things. And if these people know that they have the power to do that and they're doing it, then that's great. They're asking for social change and they're taking action. Yeah. And I think that that's huge. And And if you don't necessarily agree well, you know what? There maybe that's where the dialogue starts, and you start to think about, you start to consider whether or not what that person is saying makes sense, and whether or not you like, you just start to reevaluate. And that, I think that's great for open dialogue, and I think maybe that will achieve social change. There's no law that says, there's no rule that says you have to follow the crowd. The only people that are telling you to follow the crowd is the crowd. Let's talk about something a little lighter now, lighter All topic. Right. Um, it is still Hispanic Heritage Month. Yay. And we're still celebrating, clearly. Yay. <laughs> um, and one of my favorite things about being Hispanic and speaking Spanish is the Spanish language. I love that there's so many different ways to say things, and I love knowing another language. And it's such a beautiful yet confusing language. What I'm talking about is the way we say 
words in one country and the, 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 the fact that they mean completely different things in other countries. So uh, my biggest story with this is that when I was about 15, 16, I was working at a panaderia, so it was a bakery, and someone came in one day. This was probably my first month, first couple weeks there. I was still learning a lot of things. And somebody came in one day and they asked for a torta. And we sold, to me, a torta, by the way, is a Mexican sandwich. It's just a sandwich made like the, the pan and oh. it's got the meat in there, whatever. It's, it's, that's a sandwich. Really, really good. Now I want one. But this uh, see, lady to me, came torta in. sounds like it's just kind of a shorter tortilla. <laughs> I can see why you think that. Um, but no, it's a, it's a sandwich. So um, this lady came in and she asked for a torta. And I'm thinking like, we make tortas? I haven't been taught how to make a torta yet. Mm. And we sold the bread for the tortas that people came into, like restaurants would come in and buy them. But I just was confused and I, and I was alone. Nobody was there out front with me. And so I went to the back really quick and I asked my boss and she was, she's from Colombia. And, you know, I asked her, we make tortas. Uh, where do I get the stuff for a torta? Like, how do I make a torta? And then she was like, no, 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 honey. Like, she's talking about a, a cake, a pastel. Like, a, a, and I'm like, a what? I'm so confused. And then, yeah, it basically the, a torta to some people means cake. Now, to me, I would say pastel. I know other people use different words for it. So, like, I've heard bizcocho before. Bizcocho, yeah, right. I, I don't know. It's so confusing. <laughs> so I want to ask, has this ever happened to you? Have you ever been confused like I was at the age of 15? Uh, yeah, yeah, no, definitely. It's, uh, when I moved out here from New Jersey, obviously New Jersey was influenced a lot by a lot of Puerto Rican, Dominican, Cuban, just a big variety of people there. Whereas out here in the West, there was more um, Mexicano, more Salvadorian. So when I came out here, the word platicar was mm -hmm. new to me because I had never heard, I'd never heard anybody in my family say it. I'd never heard anybody around the neighborhood say it. But out here, people were starting to say platicar, vamos a platicar. And I would just look so confused and I was so embarrassed to ask anybody because <laughs> I'm like, I should probably know that, right? And I just began thinking, why haven't I heard that? And at this time, it's not like everybody had the internet. So it's not oh, like I don't have something. Google something I can't Google phone. something, yeah. Like I probably had to go to the library or something and wow, look for a Spanish man. dictionary. And so just eventually I just decided, you know what? I'm going to just ask my mom. And so I asked my mom, what does platicar mean? She said, oh, that's like having un conversar. O, o hablar algunas decimos, pero ellos dicen platicar. So to talk. Or yeah, to just chat. to talk. And, I'm, and I was just like, why don't, why don't we say that? And she just gave me a look. I don't know. <laughs> just don't. There's just some, there's just yeah, some words I, that just yeah, don't. Yeah, that's a word that I've, I've heard my family use a lot or I've heard a lot of people use. So I don't know. I don't want to say it's a Mexican thing. I don't know if it is, but I definitely know platicar. It definitely just depends on some of the, some of the areas. Yeah, I think it's just some of the countries as well. Because I've, I've heard other people from other countries that are not just Mexico yeah. say it, but... For us, I, it I just think wasn't just something the, you. Yeah, yeah, it's just something that's just different. Like one time, I said, I remember years ago, I said pneumaticos. I oh, told yeah. a friend about my pneumatico, and he just looked at me like I was just like, like I'm looking at you. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, they're like, what is that? And I'm like, uh, la llanta, la llanta, mi, de mi, de mi auto, de mi coche. I'm like, oh, la llanta. I'm like, yeah, but it's technically. And I had explained them. And for those who may not know, the pneumatico is technically the tire of a car. It's the actual rubber, the tire of a car. Whereas a llanta is technically wheel. Uh, yeah, see, I always thought llanta. I mean, to me, llantas are llantas. Yeah, it's the wheel, the thing, whatever, the thing that you roll your car on. It's about specificity there. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, <laughs> I don't some, know about but, I mean, but, at least not for me. Yeah, no, no, no. But all, and all countries yeah. have this. You know, yeah, all countries true. have this. Do you know have any other example like of the madness? Yeah, so, oh, one of my favorite examples is the word straw. This is another thing I learned at the bakery. So, how do you say straw? So you, like in Spanish, the word straw, the okay. thing you drink out of. Okay, for us, at least in the part of Ecuador that just where my where my family's from, we say pitillo. 
Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I say popote. I'm Mexican, so popote. Popote. It sounds like a clown's name. Popote yeah, the we. Clown. Yeah, every every time I every time I talk, I can see that too. <laughs> every time I tell somebody that or some, we talk about that, like every, like or from different languages. Everybody always thinks Mexico's is the funniest. I don't know. Did you know there's actually eleven different ways to say? Stri- well, there may be more. Um, so the, I found this website as I was like trying to find other words like this. So there's 11 different ways. So yeah, in in Mexico, it is popote. So pitillo does show up for Colombia and Venezuela. Okay. For Ecuador, it says sorbete. Argentina, Peru, say yeah, sorbete. Yeah, some people say sorbete. Yeah. But then in Puerto Rico, they say sorbeto. Hmm. Sorbeto. Yeah, sorbeto. Okay. And then like pajita, also in other pajita. places of Argentina and Spain, Uruguay, Chile, pajita, or bombilla. I've heard bombilla before. Uh, yeah, it's I've Chile, heard Bolivia. Um, cañita, in other parts of Peru, apparently. Carrizo. In Panama, or Pajia, I've heard Pajia a lot. So yeah, El Salvador, Costa Rica, Guatemala, Honduras. Yeah, so basically like Central America, Pajia, because I've heard that one at the bakery. And Absorbente in Cuba. Absor- yeah, see, Popote. How, it's, it's, it's a straw. How, how do we or have- Calimete. <laughs> Apparently in the DR they say Calimete. I don't know. I don't even know if any of this is true. I, I've heard, okay, so I've heard. Tigres, tigresos, let us know. Hit us up and let us know if that's true. <laughs> tomato, tomato. <laughs> um, I've heard Popote, Sorbete, and Pajia. And yeah, I've heard pitillo, I've heard bombilla. sorbete, and bombilla, but see, bombilla, for me, I've heard it, but I've heard Argentines use it to the metal straw that they use on mate. Oh, I've yeah, heard yeah, that yeah. be called a bombilla or bombisha, uh, okay. but not in other countries. Wow, that's that's yeah, crazy see, to think that we have. That must be really confusing for someone trying to learn Spanish, mm-hmm. depending yeah. on where they go to learn Spanish or who they're talking to. Right. They're going to get really confused. Yeah, no, and I once had, I had a friend once ask me, where should I go? What country should I go? It's like obviously you're biased, but what country should I go to learn like the obviously most neutral? <laughs> yeah, to, to like the, the most neutral Spanish. And I'm like, I, that's a really tough, you know. I'm gonna say Mexico, tough. but I know a lot of people are gonna not like that answer. So. But but then the thing is, what region of Mexico? Oh yeah, that's another thing. Yeah, because then, yeah. that's right. Because it's same with like the U.S. Depending on where you are, people say things differently, or right. people have different type of slang. Mm-hmm. Or like where my family is from in Mexico in Sinaloa, a lot of people say the word plebe, and like plebe. It just means like I don't, I don't. How do I explain? It's like it's just what you call people. Like what you call like a group of people. Like you be like like I. I always thought it was what you called kids, but really you just call anybody that. You'll be like, venganse plebes. Like everybody, come on, let's go. Or like mira se plebe. Like look at that person, kid, dude. Like yeah. it's like I, it's it's really. Would you use it a lot? Like so that just could mean like guy. That's like, just like guy, guy girl, person. person fill it, in the blank. Yeah, it's like. How, you, or you can call like, hey, plebes, como están? Like, like well, you're talking to the group of people. Now you're actually talking to the people or you're like, vente plebe. Like, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> it's no, a Sinaloa thing, no, I think, because I haven't heard other people no, not on, use uh, it. It's all right because it reminds me, it's almost similar. It sounds similar to what uh, in España they say like tío and tía. For everybody, that's just a guy oh, or a girl. Like, or like in Argentina, they'll be like che. I've heard people say che a lot. Yeah. And so in, in Ecuador, for example, they'll say like ñaño and ñaña. And that goes for both the Andean region uh-huh. and for the coastal region. So mm-hmm. you could say, este mi ñaño, este mi ñaña. Like, per- like, yeah, it's almost like and then pa- panas used in a lot in, oh, in, in Venezuela before. as well, Colombia as well. But um, our, our language is so beautiful, but at the same so time, confusing. it really can, especially for learning it. Yeah. I know. I, well, even when you speak it, like you're, I feel like even you, when you speak it, you're bilingual, you're still learning it because it depends on like who you're hanging around. Like, yeah. um, or like, how would you say soda, like a soda in Spanish? For us, we would say just una soda. Yeah, same here. But we would just take the, the English Yeah, you just say, you say it with a Spanish accent. Yeah, just una soda. It. Except you don't put an E in front of it, like Esprite. You just yeah, say you soda. Yeah, you just say soda, and you yeah. don't like put so much emphasis into the D. It's just soda. Yeah. Um, I've heard some people call it a gaseosa. Yes, that's true. 
That's another thing I learned at the bakery. Yeah, gaseosa. Yeah. And I get I guess why. Like it's a soda, it's got like, you know, gas in it or whatever it looks like. But it's um no, I've never heard that. I mean, I've heard that, I've never used it. Right. Una soda. Or um oh, when I was in I, I went to Puerto Rico with a friend for Thanksgiving with her and her family and they would say wow la guagua. La guagua, yeah. Yes, I, la guagua. I remember hearing that yeah. when I was a kid. Yeah, like see, talking about the bus. I had never yeah, yeah, I had never heard of it until then. Like to me it's a, in Mexico it's a camion, or at least how I grew up, mm-hmm. it's, it's el camion, I mean mm-hmm. el camion. But they say guagua. And then in the bus in Argentina in Buenos Aires in particular, it's not an autobús or it's you know, it's it's a colectivo. A colectivo. Colectivo. Hmm. A colectivo. Hmm. Yeah, it sounds like that should be like something about collecting money. It sounds yeah. almost like... Yeah, but, like something you pass around but, yeah, in church. In particular and, in Buenos Aires, right there. El colectivo. El colectivo. Oh, I, I, it's collecting people. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, but <laughs> it's so confusing. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, and a lot of times from different languages also will get an influence as well. Like for in Argentina, sometimes they'll call like a... a, a I think they call a... Uh, if it's referring to an, a drink, they'll call it a birra sometimes for a birra? for a, for a beer. Like they, they've oh, heard that before. I've heard like un trago. Yeah, like like like, like yeah. not necessarily a beer, but like a drink. Like let's get a drink. But I think that could also be like a drink. Like I'm thirsty. Un yeah, tra- un trago. Right. But no, I and sometimes they say bebida. Like, I would say bebida. Yeah. No, and even like kind of going back to like different regions of the country as well. I think about Ecuador, just for example. And yeah, if you go to the Andean region, you're going to learn a different kind of Spanish than the kind that you're going to learn in in Guayaquil, for example, in the coast area. And not that one is particularly worse than the other. No, they're just different. So yeah, it's, it's kind of being, it's it's the same as like being in the U.S. And, yeah. like you're in the West Coast and you're in the East Coast and you're South and you you just say things like same with soda. Some yeah. people call it a pop. Some people call it Coke, even if, it, even if it's Pepsi. It's still a Coke. <laughs> I just call it a soda. <laughs> just, it's a soda. Una yeah, soda. Just, yeah, I try so, and keep yeah. things simple. But no, it's, 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 uh, it's, I think that's one of the great things, one of the great and very frustrating things about being bilingual is we get to be confused in not one, but two languages. It's great. Yeah. Well, that was our show for today. Um, hope you enjoyed it. Yes. Thank you so much for listening and having some time with us. Um, don't forget to subscribe on iTunes and soon Google Play. Uh, you can follow us at KSL Cafecito and you can follow us individually. I'm at Evie Cruz on Twitter. And I'm at Shuel Cardenas. Thanks so much for listening. Bye. Yeah, I love the little, I always listen to the very end.